0: Well, good morning. This Sunday, liturgically, is known as the third Sunday after Pentecost. But here at Holy Trinity, today is Graduate Sunday. So allow me a little bit of flexibility as I attempt to use the lessons assigned for this Sunday to speak a word to the most important people in the room today, the parents of the graduates. While I have no children of my own, I have listened well to parents who do have them? Graduate, parents of graduating seniors, who assure me that graduating is the easy part, but getting them there—now that—that's the struggle. Well, parents, you've done it. You have successfully gotten your kids to each and every game, to every practice. You've ensured that they made it to their recitals on time. And in the midst of the demanding schedule of a high school team. You managed to get them across that blessed stage where I know you swear you heard the Lord Jesus himself say to you, well done. And what's more, today, you got them to church. Good job. You've done all the, that the scriptures have asked you to do. You've trained them up. You've trained your child in the way that he, should, he or she should go. And now, all that is left for you to do, of course, is to pay for that education and of course pray parents you've done well and allow me to be the first to say to you congratulations you've made it some of you are finished and while others well as we say in cleveland there's always next year <laughs> graduates allow me to encourage uh, I, you've allowed me to encourage your parents and i want to spend the rest of my time encouraging you Many of you will go off to college or into the workplace, and you will meet some of the best people you've ever met in your life. You will have some of the best experiences you've ever had. You will have a time, that is to be sure. And yet, it has to be said that after graduation, real life begins. Now that you have graduated, you have formally entered adulthood, and you are expected to start adulting. And let me be the first to tell you that adulting sucks. Bills will come with your name on it, and the creditors will ask you to pay for them. And when you call your parents and ask them for help, you will find that the line is somehow always busy. You will experience increased responsibility, and responsibility only to be greeted by deadlines and finals week. Be sure you will forge, to be sure, you will forge lasting relationships during this time. Lasting relationships indeed. Some of you will go off into the, work for, to the workforce only to realize that the money that you made isn't long enough for the hours that you worked. You will work like a slave and then you will work some more. College is in, indeed some of the best times and some of the worst times all at the same time. And it is in those times that I want you to remember your family. I want you to remember your parents, what they taught you. And more importantly, I want you to remember this church, what you have learned and what you have experienced here. Paul, in our text, is in a similar situation, graduates. He realizes that the reality of life has hit him, and it has hit him pretty hard. And the things that he's had to endure has left him almost crushed. I say almost because he assures you in earlier verses that he's not. And yet he feels the most alive that he has ever felt. And this is because of the relationships that he has. The relationships that he has, the people that have surrounded him, and most importantly, things that he, that he has learned about Christ. Paul has been traveling and traveling away from home, and yet he takes time to write this letter to those who, whom he loves regarding the things that have kept him strong during these challenging times. He writes to us about what he knows. He writes to us about what he believes. And he writes to us about what he's able to say or speak. What does Paul know, you might ask? Well, for starters, he knows the scriptures. He opens up our passage by quoting the Old Testament. Sisters and brothers, before you go off to college or into the workforce, I want you to be sure that you know the scriptures. I want you to know that they are God-breathed and that they contain within them everything necessary for salvation. I want you to remember your baptism and know that you have been joined with Christ and that you are heirs to the promises of God. I want you to know this because nothing that you have done or will do is strong enough to separate you from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Our culture will try to convince you that your worth is found in what you do. And so they will consistently ask you constantly over and over again what your major is as a means to try to see how you measure up against everyone else. And even if your major is undecided, be sure that your identity is found in Christ. And while others may change their mind about you, know that he... Jesus Christ himself has not changed his mind about you. That you can't smoke, you can't drink, you can't be with too many enough people to get Jesus to change his mind. He is committed to you. And he is committed to the person that he has called you to be. And he is continually calling, calling, calling. Jesus has made up his mind. And he wants you. He wants you to know that you are His, and what's more, He accepts you. He accepts you as you are. You should know that you are accepted and beloved of Christ, and beloved of Christ. And if you find your day, if you find yourself one day rejected by those who claim to love you, I want you to know that you are accepted, not only by Christ but by the members of this church. I want you to be assured that we love you. Paul knew Jesus Christ. Paul had a personal experience with him. And this is what he's writing his letter about. In his letter, he is is sure to tell you that all of his experiences have not been good ones. And yet Christ is faithful. He spent enough time with Christ to learn that Christ can and should be trusted. So much so that he makes the following statement in verse 14. Knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us along with Jesus and bring us with you, he's speaking to those whom he loves, into, the present, into his presence. Paul not only knew Jesus Christ, who Jesus Christ was, he believed in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. So much so that he, ex- he ex- expected to be raised with Christ on the last day. Friends, it's not enough simply to go to church. It's not enough to sit under and hear me babble, sit in this room and hear me babble. It's not good enough just to to know your Bible or have read it once or twice. You've got to believe what it says. Recall the stories that you heard about Christ. Remember what your parents and what your priests have taught you about God. And take it a step further. Believe it. Stake your life on it. Why? Because it's true. Jesus Christ will raise you and his whole church up with him on that great getting up morning and he will, where he will wipe away every tear and he will right every wrong and he will finally put, uh, put an end to death, suffering, and the devil. For Paul, this belief was so real that it changed the way he lived his life and ultimately it changed his speech and what he said. For Paul, what he says in his letter to his friends is directly tied to what he believes about Jesus Christ. You see, it is because he came to believe the things about God based on the revelations that were revealed to him by his parents, by his teachers, by the scriptures, and ultimately by Jesus Christ himself that he speaks to his friends about the God who he knows. The God who he knows brothers and sisters like paul and like our parents before us and like our parents parents before them we must be we must first be convinced that by god's saving actions we must be first convinced by god's saving actions for ourselves before we can speak to the before we can speak about it to others as paul bennett says those who speak about or for god must have a first hand experience not a second-hand knowledge of the faith that God actually does deliver his people, that God actually does love his people, that, yes, God actually did die for his people. Lawrence, are you asking us to become preachers and to go to seminary? Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) I actually had, if I were honest, (laughs) I'm hoping at least one of you makes it there. But in reality, I'm simply asking you to share what you know about Jesus Christ. I want you to share what you know, what you have come to believe, what you know about his works with those whom you've developed relationships or who you will develop relationships with while you're away at college or while you enter the workforce. I want you to actually do it. Well... I've got good news for you. My sermon is almost over. And if you've heard me say anything, I want you to hear me say this. All of Paul's experience experiences, the good and the bad, all of the lessons his parents taught him, all of the sermons he heard was for one purpose, so that others, those, whom he were, those who he was building relationships with, might come to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ, and give glory to God the Father. My prayer for you as you go off into adulthood, as you go off into the workforce, as you go off to college, as you go wherever your path may take you, is that you take what you've learned here at home into the places where you'll go. You'll share what you know about Jesus with your friends, so they they too may come to know and to believe that Jesus Christ is in fact the Son of God and that more and more people would increase in giving glory to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.